everyone. It's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Or should I call it the Disney Drive Time Pod? Maybe. Since that's like what all the kids are saying these days. Maybe shortening it now. Listening to the pod. Well, we're so, the pod. we're so familiar. We are. You know. We are. We're like friends. Right. We're like friends that come in and bicker in your living room. <laughs> you look lovely today. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Let's start out with... Now, wait. Last show, you said you were going to start giving shout-outs to people. Ooh, we who, gave two shout-outs. Who, who else listens? Well, we know Melissa listens. Melissa we know listens. Dawn listens. Yeah. Uh, Jason. Adam used to listen. I don't think Adam listens anymore. Mm-hmm. Your mother doesn't listen. No. Poppy listens. Uh, we're almost Where up to all... That's almost all 14 listeners. I know. I know. If you listen, send us something on our page, and we'll give you a shout-out so we know. so you know we know you're there. That's right. Okay. Um, so now can we talk about the stories? Sure. Okay. Um, kind of exciting news today. Some holiday and fall offers were released. And I think this is kind of a big deal because there haven't been any offers. This, this is a new thing. It's something that used to happen all the time. You know, every month or two, there'd be a new set of offers out. And, you know, there's been pass holder rates out. Right. But not really anything in the way of, like, major offers. And these are quite unique yeah, these are these are some good offers, and uh, you know, you the crowds are light. You don't think they would need to uh, put offers out because nobody's going to Disney. What? That's exactly why they would need to put offers out. What are you missing? Yeah, but it, it's like you can't really have that many people go because the capacity's down and resorts are closed. But then on the other hand, that means they're not really filling what's open. So they are not. I mean, like we talked about the other day, even the parks. None, there's no days, I don't think, maybe when you get toward Christmas or something, but there right. there doesn't seem to be any days where all four parks are filled on a day. Right. You know, you might not be able to do the park you want on the right day, but um, yeah, they are not at capacity, not even at their limited capacity yet. So, yeah. so I think they have a need. So this is what happened today. The currently existing Florida resident room offer uh, has now been extended. It is available for stays most nights from September 1st through December 25th. Uh, the offer can be booked through December 25th, and it will get you up to a 35% discount on rooms at select Disney resorts. Okay. So that's pretty good. Yeah, but it's Florida residents. So. It is. Uh, here's another uh, one. It's the annual pass holder room discount. Once again, from September 1st through December 25th, can be booked through December 25th. Um, and it is for discounts of up to 40%. Okay. So depending upon where you're staying, you know, if you're going to be in a, in a deluxe villa, it's up to 40%. If it's a deluxe resort, it's up to 40%. If you're in a moderate, it's 35 And if you're in a value, it's up to 30 uh, So there are some exclusions. That's the three-bedroom villas, campsites, the villas at the Grand Floridian, the cabins at Copper Creek Villas, the cabins at the Wilderness Lodge, and the bungalows at Disney's Polynesian and Villas and, uh, villas and Bungalows. Okay. So that is number two. Number three, the Magic is Here discount. Okay, this one I think is the one that applies to the most people. That's right. This is a package discount that says you can save up to $500 on a four-night, four-day Walt Disney World vacation package. It is for travel most nights from September 4th through December 25th. It has to be booked by December 25th. Uh, And once again, there's a sliding scale. If you're in a deluxe villa or a deluxe resort, you can save up to $500 on a four-day, four-night stay. 
If you are in a moderate, you can save up to $250. If you're in a value resort, you can save $100. And if you're at the campsites at Disney's Fort Wilderness, you can save up to $60. Um, the only exclusions here are three-bedroom villas, cabins at Copper Creek Villas and Cabins at the Disney Wilderness Lodge, and the bungalows at the Polynesian Villas and Bungalows. So that is pretty good. And then if you're in Florida and you live there and you want to go check out Disney's Vero Beach Resort, Florida residents can save up to 20% on most rooms from September 27th through November 21st, and then from November 27th through December 17th. Okay. Uh, isn't there one more discount that's only for select states? Oh, that is true. Why did that not come up? I don't know. I thought this was the most interesting of all. Yes, that is. I might actually have to pause this so I can pull that up. Okay, so here's the deal. If you are a resident in select southern states, you can save up to 30% on your rooms at select Disney Resort hotels. And if you reside in Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia, you will qualify for this discount for most nights, uh, September 4th through December 25th, and it must be booked by December 25th. Uh, once again, this is a sliding scale, so deluxe resorts and deluxe villas are going to save up to 30%. Moderates are going to save up to 25%. Select value resorts will save up to 20%, and the campgrounds will save up to 15%. Wish Which, I lived in one of those states. I know, right? So they, they're really trying to get, you know, a lot, right now a lot of people don't want to fly. Mm -hmm, right. So they're, they're driving this towards the people who are within driving distance. Unless Which, you live, wasn't there one state they excluded? Uh, like Arkansas? It was one that was right next to it. But yeah, there's a one that's basically touching and uh, it was excluded. Right. Um, which is kind of funny. But, uh, you know, it's a great discount if you're, I don't want to say local, because that would make you a Florida resident. But, you know, if you're in Georgia or South Carolina and it's a six, seven hour drive and you want to go check it out, it might be worth it. The crowds are light. Was Alabama on there? Yes. Arkansas? No. Yeah. I mean, Arkansas is not far. Tennessee? Yes. North and South would, Carolina? Would like to go over the list again? Yes. Virginia and West Good. Virginia? Yes. Tennessee? Yes. How about Kentucky? No. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, next story. Oh, that got that was only oh, the first story. Kentucky was yes. Kentucky yeah, was yes too. Okay. Um, there's a drink recipe from Olga's Cantina. That's right. We are still celebrating the first year of uh, Galaxy's Edge at, at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, and Cheryl might not necessarily like this because it is not alcoholic. <laughs> um, this drink is served in a souvenir porg mug. And because they are porg, it is known as the cliff dweller. The porgs live on the, in the cliffs. Uh, it's three ounces of orange juice, three ounces of pineapple juice, an ounce of lime juice, a half an ounce of hibiscus grenadine, uh, one ounce of cream of coconut, and one ounce of ginger ale. Combine uh, the orange juice, pineapple juice, lime juice, grenadine, and cream of coconut in a Boston cocktail shaker with ice. Shake well, pour over a fresh ice in a tall glass, and top with ginger ale. All right. That actually sounds kind of good. I'm going to give that a shot. Now, what's the difference? What's hibiscus grenadine? I don't know. Probably has a floral taste. Ah, okay. All right. Um, there's some Pixar Fest recipes also. Yeah, we mentioned Pixar Fest in our last show. 
uh, and we noted that they were going to be doing activity pages and recipes and, uh, you know, um, group watches of certain movies. Uh, but I thought it was pretty cool today. They had a, a bunch of recipes posted on the Disney Parks blog. They've got some um, Edna a la mode party style uh, ice cream treats. They've got uh, inspired by Up some popcorn balloons. They've got inspired by Inside Out frozen banana joy pops. Um, and my favorite was the Sheriff's Woody Star Ravioli, which they gave you recipes on how to make your own ravioli. Uh, and in order to make the star shape, you utilize a lasagna noodle and a star shaped cookie cutter. Oh. Uh, and then you you fashion the uh, ravioli out of that. I would also be a fan of the Wizard Staff pretzels uh, inspired by Pixar's Onward. Uh, the only part I don't like about that is they put a strawberry in the top of the pretzel. Oh. So yeah. I don't I don't know that pretzels and strawberries would go well together. No, but that's supposed to be what, like the top of the... The wizard staff, staff right, yeah. where the gem was. Right. So that's some fun stuff. And uh, as a reminder, Pixar Fest is going on all month, celebrating the 25th anniversary of the release of Toy Story. Very nice. All right, out of the recipes, um, let's move over to Disneyland and talk about Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is coming there eventually. That's right. Um, it is coming. Um, however, it has now been delayed until 2023. It was originally scheduled for 2022. Uh, but they have laid the first steel, which is always a big event in any construction project. And uh, some photos were shared today on uh, Instagram uh, by Ken, Ken Potrock, who is the uh, uh, president of the Disneyland Resort. I believe he was also Fred Flintstone's boss uh, at one point. <laughs> Isn't that like a Flintstone's name? Sure. Potrock? Yeah, it does sound like one. Do you remember who Fred Flintstone's boss was? At the quarry? No, I know he worked at the Bedrock Quarry. But... It was Mr. Flint. Ah, makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um, Turtle Talk at Epcot. That's going to remain closed for a little while longer. Oh, yes. Um, I had one of the pieces of Disneyland news, but I don't think I told you about it. You didn't. Go ahead. You can tell me about it first. Oh, uh, yeah. It's uh, Funko Pop, which has had a little bit of an exclusive relationship with Disney on certain things, is releasing a 65th anniversary uh, Walt Disney slash, slash Disneyland uh, Funko Pop. Um, it's pretty cute. It's a, a little tiny Walt Funko Pop. It is cute. With I the love castle. Funko Pops. And then there's oh, also the Mickey. a Mickey band leader. Very cute. Um, and then there's a whole series of... Uh, I, I want to say it's, an, it's not like, the Fab Four, no. but it's it's some of the classic characters inside ride vehicles. I don't like those. You don't like those? No. Okay. There's, there, go back a little. They don't look, you know what it is? They're eyes. Mm -hmm. They don't have the Funko Pop eyes. Okay. Like those have the Funko Pop right. eyes. They those have like don't. regular eyes. All right. I like the big black Funko Pop eyes, which yeah. makes them look like they're like zombies or something. I don't know. But and then funny. of course there are some exclusive Target Funko Pops for the 65th anniversary uh, related to Alice in Wonderland. All right. Um, now, now we can move on to Turtle Talk. We go back talk to Turtle at Talk. Yes. It's going to be late. It is. Well, it's going to be late. It's going to be, uh, you know what? Turtle Talk has just said, I've had enough with 2020. Well, I mean, the thing with Turtle Talk is you're in like, a, it's not that big of a little of a theater. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how many people can you really put in there? There's not, I don't think there's chairs. Is There might be benches. Mm, there are benches like in the very back of the in room. In the back. And then the kids will kind of all sit on the floor. It, it's not conducive to trying to you know what it is it's just a, a large petri dish yeah not and and i don't think it's all that popular at least not in the what? slower 
I mean, I don't think there's ever like, you can always get a fast pass for that. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that there's too many people who are freaking out because Turtle Talk with Crush isn't open. Yeah. So in any event, Turtle Talk with Crush is expected to remain closed through the end of the year. Okay. Oh. Are we oh. keeping you up? You are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. It is 9.22 on a one uh, Tuesday night here. Oh, my goodness. Um, all right. Still in Epcot, the Alps and Spain booths are going to only open as needed for food and wine. That's right. I, I have a comment here about this. Well, let me tell you this. The, okay. The Alps and Spain booth opened this past weekend. Oh. They got their weekend and now they've said, that's it. We're only calling you guys in when we need extra food because of the crowds. What are the chances that they're ever going to need them? Uh, this this fall, probably not much. Right. <laughs> so, like, why they even bother opening this thing up? So, right now, we've got these two booths that are going to be open occasionally. When the mood strikes them. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Islands of the Caribbean booth, which is now only open on Saturdays. Okay. So this is like the scaled back version of a taste of Epcot during the uh, International Food and Wine Festival. Yeah. Yeah. This is like taste stuff from some of the world. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what did you have to say about that? Well, no, I just wanted to say that what are the chances that they're actually going to open like as needed? You're never going to be needed. Right. Not this year. So No. No. <laughs> so what does that even mean? But it did have, the Alps like was just a lot of cheese. Yeah, it is a lot of cheese. Yeah. That's good. That's good stuff. I think I had something from that booth ah, the last time the we Alps were there. The Alps and their phlegmy goodness. <laughs> okay. Um, talking about, we've talked about this before, the Cove Hotel, which is now what, the Swan Sanctuary or something? The Walt Disney World Swan Reserve. Oh, okay. Right. Um, they have reached a construction milestone over there. That's right. Uh, it is the, once again, we're talking about steel. We talked about the first part of steel being mm-hmm. laid. Yeah. This is now the installation of a steel beam on the 14th story. Um, and it uh, it's the topping off of the top floor. Okay. Uh, in uh, addition, it carried a tree and an American flag, which is a construction tradition. Right, it's usually a, a pine, some type of a pine tree. Like an actual tree on it? Yeah. As they hoist it up? As they hoist it up. They I mean, it's not a big tree. a tree on there? Yeah. And a flag. Where does it fall off? No, well, it depends how steady the. Uh, I mean, look there, there it is. It's going up. It's got a tree on one end. It's oh, that's got a flag. super weird. Yeah, I think they uh, they they must secure it. Odd. I uh, sort of work in the construction industry, and I have never heard of You've that. Never heard I've of seen that. It. I've I've no. always I've known they've put it because you, sometimes you look at construction projects and there's like a Christmas tree on top of the building, and it's mm-hmm. not the holidays. Huh. So somehow I've I've known about that. Okay. For years. All right, then. Um, the Polynesian Village, which um, is really just the Polynesian minus, like, the DVC part of the property, um, is going to have its reopening delayed. That's right. They are not going to reopen until summer of 2021. Wow. Now, part of that is because uh, some of the rooms are going to be rethemed to uh, Moana. hmm um, the colors are going to be inspired by the Pacific Ocean, as well the textures and stylings. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it was scheduled to open in the fall. Uh, it was supposed to actually open October 4th, uh, but they've pushed that back. The crowds have been very light and, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But as Cheryl mentioned, the DVC component is open. Uh, so they have their own longhouse. Um, I know Ohana's not open, but I believe Kona Cafe yeah, is I open so, as yeah. a restaurant. 
so if you're going there to eat or you're staying there as a guest of uh, the DVC, um, beginning in early October, they're going to cancel monorail service for you. So it's not going to be stopping there, uh, which as a DVC holder, I would I would kind of be a little upset. Yeah. Um, because, but they do say there is a path that you can walk over to the Ticket and Transportation Center. There is, yeah. Technically, you can also walk over to the Grand Floridian as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that going to do? I guess that's just going to speed up the resort loop a little bit because that's one less stop you have to make. Yeah. Are they maybe working on stuff at that? I mean, they're not saying that. I know they're not saying that, but maybe they are. If they were going to do that, they'd have to close the whole loop because those two loops are separate. Well, they might just be working on things at the station, maybe not on the actual track, but like maybe they're rebuilding some of this. Well, they are doing work inside of the ceremonial house, which is the lobby. And I hope they're not going to retheme it to Moana. Like they they took out the... They just redid the lobby. They did. They did a couple of... Well, God, it's probably four or five years ago now when they took out the waterfall. But I'm so... That still makes me sad. I know. I miss that. Right. All right. Um, In Universal News... Universal doesn't have a whole lot of good news going on. No. Two stories. Um, the first being that Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure are going to be closing on select weekdays due to low attendance. Right. Now, this is this is coming from team members at, at, at Universal. It's technically not official yet. Yeah, it's um, as close as you're going to get. The rumor amongst team members is that the parks may be closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. Uh, in addition to that, they are closing Volcano Bay. Uh, one day a week, which is uh, two, actually Tuesdays and Thursdays, Volcano Bay is going to be closed. Um, I, I can't see them. I could see them doing like a rolling closure, like if Volcano Bay was Tuesday and Thursday and Universal Studios was Monday, Wednesday, and then Sunday, Friday was Islands of Adventure. Yeah. Like I can't see them having one day where it's... Right. You Nothing know, is open. Right. So on t- if it's Mondays and Tuesdays, Volcano Bay is already closed on Tuesdays. So now you're saying none of our parks are going to be open. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. If people come down there to – I mean, a lot of people are just going for the day kind of thing. So that's right. fine. But if you do have people who are going down there for a three- or four-day trip, it would make, yeah, a lot more sense to have rural enclosures. You should have a talk with somebody so that they can think of that. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna get the head of Universal uh, up on, yeah, uh, get on, him the, on the phone and, and see what he says. Yeah. And then the next story about Universal is that they are having more layoffs at their hotels. That's right. Last week, uh, Universal laid off 839 people uh, between the Hard Walk, uh, Hard Walk, Hard Rock, Lowe's Portofino Bay, and Cabana Beach Resort. Uh, those people were either temporarily furloughed or laid off in full. Uh, this week, they have laid off uh, 1,291 employees of the Royal Pacific Resort, Sapphire Falls Resort, the Aventura and two of Universal's new Endless Summer Hotels. Um, those people were, were also indefinitely furloughed or permanently terminated. And then about 176 employees who worked at a support facility for the hotels were also let go. Uh, the support facility is like, you know, maintenance headquarters slash laundry facilities and, right. and anywhere that would uh, support the, um, you know, support the, the operation of their resort properties. Right. Um, so... You know, this this is just tough for Central Florida. Um, it's not just Universal. It's not just Disney that are going through this. You look at the uh, Florida Department of Economic Opportunity. Um, they're saying that the entertainment industry uh, and food services and hotels is about 13% of all job claims statewide and in Orange County. 
um, since the pandemic uh, was, I was going to say, since it was announced, <laughs> um, you know, since all of this hit, 58 events that were scheduled at the Orange County Convention Center have been canceled and 30 have been postponed. Uh, so that that alone is a $1.5 billion economic impact to the area. Um, you know, four out of every 10 hotel employees is not working. So this is just, you know, the story initially highlighted Universal, mm-hmm. but it's it's everywhere that's hurting. So Yeah, and it's not just everywhere in Florida that's hurting. Um, anywhere they do any kind of tourism right. is, uh, is hurting a bit. Although, I don't know, when we were in Hershey, I feel like they were pulling it together. Like, I, they, it felt like they were, their numbers had to be pretty decent. Because I think a lot of people who couldn't go where they wanted to go ended up going to Hershey. Right. But. Um, like us, like us, but I think most, and, and there's probably they were probably still below their um, normal numbers, but uh, they might be one place that didn't do too terribly. Okay, um, oh, see, let's talk about SeaWorld now. They have um, set some modified Halloween and Christmas um, events in motion. That's right. Unlike Disney and Universal, which which canceled their Halloween events. Uh, SeaWorld Orlando is planning on moving forward with their version of its Halloween spooktacular uh, and then their Christmas celebration. Uh, So, you know, as usual uh, or as to be expected, the capacity for these events are going to be limited uh, to create additional open space. Uh, But the Halloween spooktacular is a child-driven event held in the daytime, which includes trick-or-treating and character meetings which now includes social distancing protocols. Um, this spooktacular is included in the regular price of your park admission, and it will run from September 19th through November 1st. Uh, the Christmas festivities at SeaWorld will include live shows, food, and a holiday shopping with safety measures on select nights between November 23rd and December 31st. Uh, this, these uh, Christmas events as well are included with your regular admission. Um, neither Disney or Universal have said what they are going to do with their Christmas events yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they could do it. I We haven't heard. We just know that Halloween is canceled. Yeah. Um, and then over at Busch Gardens Tampa Bay, which is SeaWorld's sister park, uh, they are holding a modified version of their Hallow Scream event, which begins on September 25th. So SeaWorld is very excited. They're continuing uh, you know, they're also doing their Electric Ocean Remix and Craft Beer Festivals. They did three nights of fireworks during the Independence Day celebration. Um, but they're still, uh, you know, they're still requiring date-specific reservations as well. And um, yeah, SeaWorld, SeaWorld's, uh, you know, a little bit smaller, but they've they've got it going on. Yeah, they're trucking along. They are. Uh, I'd like to see Disney do a Christmas party. I think it would still do well. You have it on. A, you could have it on a lot less nights. I mean, you're still going to decorate the parks for Christmas, right? Um, and the thing about if the, about Disney's events is that they are separate ticketed events. So anyone who's an annual pass holder, um, which it, you know is probably a good percentage of who's in the parks right now, those those tickets aren't good for these special events. So if you run a special event like that. And I think people are so tired of not having had anything to celebrate. Right. I think you're going to get a good number of, you know, Florida residents coming for the day to to do that party like they normally would. So, right. And you'd, of course, get the diehards who would fly in. If they can. If they're, yeah. If, if they can. If they're allowed. Right. right. Some people just want a sense of normalcy. Yep. Uh, but we'll, so we will see what Disney decides to do with that. Yep. And then um, lastly, I also love this story. 
Um, the Some Orlando area hotels are trying to attract business from work from home and social distance learning families. Yeah, it, it's a great idea. Um, they're, you know, pushing their Wi-Fi, reliable Wi-Fi, redefining working vacations, um, trying to give people inspirations for relocating their home offices temporarily, uh, you know, stating, you know, if your kid's doing school virtually, why not just bring them down here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's a lot easier to work from a, a balcony at the, uh, the Margaritaville Resort, you know, or, uh, you know, a Marriott in Orlando than it is maybe to work in 40 degree weather up in Yeah, I mean, Wisconsin. it might not be easier, but, uh, you know, when the weather is, is cold and, and kind of miserable, you know, if you can work it around a weekend, it's uh, it's nice just to get a few extra days of sunshine, a few extra days of warmth. Uh, I'm all about this. We would definitely be doing this if it wasn't for the fact that um, our daughter is, you know, a hybrid plan and we have to quarantine for 14 days when we come back. So she would, you know, she'd be okay. You know, if we went down for five days, she wouldn't actually miss any school. She could do her three hybrid days from the resort. But then we fly back and she wouldn't be able to go to school, the actual school days for two weeks. Well, you see, what we could do is leave her with her grandparents. (laughs) Yeah, well. Um, But no, so Margaritaville, you know, I mentioned them. They are actually running a work from your home, away from home package, Mm. uh, which includes breakfast for two people up day and a $50 resort credit if you book by October, by, I'm sorry, by August 31st. Well, what good is putting this on September 1st do? (laughs) All right. Well, you know what? Margaritaville wants to get you there. I mean, I'm sure they're going to extend. uh, They're going to still have those kinds of offers available. The the Orlando Sentinel posted this story on September 1st at five in the morning. Maybe somebody needs to screen their stories a little better. Maybe maybe the Orlando Sentinel needs uh, a proofreader. Yeah. Well, you should apply. I think I shall. All right. Is that it? That's all I have. Do you have any words of inspiration for our listening base or... Well, I think everybody, a lot of people's uh, children are back to school, so good luck to all the kitties going back. That's right. Good luck. Have a great year. And until Friday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.